Hi, I'm Garvin DeShazer, and today we'll be hearing about one man whose persistence led to a medical miracle that saved his life. As the 21-year-old biochemistry major walked through campus that day, he spotted something that stopped him in his tracks. It was a 2,200-page endocrinology textbook beside a trash can. For this young student, it was not trash, but a beacon of hope. He'd spent the last several months growing progressively more ill. His heart raced, he got dizzy, and he could only walk 50 feet at a time. When finally he collapsed on the dining room table, it was obvious he could no longer ignore the problem. But the doctors found nothing, and worse, they told him nothing could help. The young man knew that buried somewhere in that 2,200 pages, there had to be a clue that could save his life, and he wasn't going to stop until he found it. It was 1999 in Kansas City, Missouri, and Doug Lindsay was finishing his junior year at Rockhurst University. Bright and determined, he had bold dreams for his future. He wanted to become a biochemistry professor, although he thought it might be more fun to be a writer for The Simpsons. But a mysterious ailment that left him in a perpetual state of exhaustion was not part of his plans. Soon, his symptoms grew to the point that his life was unmanageable. I felt like somebody had run cheese graters over my tendons, he said. Doctors told him he had mono, but after months of rest, his condition just kept getting worse. The doctors then said to wait it out for three to five years. What was I going to do, stare at a calendar, he recalls? Tell my friends, hey, I'll call you after the next Olympics? By age 22, he had to drop out of school, and soon he was bedbound for 22 hours a day. I was a grown man lying on the floor of my house, and I was unable to function, he says. My life was a disaster. Physicians and specialists were no help. So I decided to take control, Doug says. Digging into the 2200-page medical text, he stumbled on a passage describing disorders of the adrenal glands. As he read, he began to think there could be a whole class of adrenal-related autonomic nervous system disorders responsible for the problems he was experiencing. So, I wrote up this theory complete with a bibliography and took it to the doctors, he said, and they told me, problems like you describe simply don't exist. But I said, but they could. To the doctors... The idea that a patient, a college dropout, could theorize a class of disorders they had never heard of or treated was absurd. To Doug, the idea that there was a complicated system in his body that nothing could go wrong with was also absurd. So he dived deeper into the research. Within a month, I found a nonprofit organization devoted to the problems I had theorized existed and was told did not, he says. These conditions are called dysautonomias. He devoted himself to learning about the conditions. Eighteen months later, he came up with a proposed treatment and was invited to present at an international conference devoted to dysautonomias. To get there, 
Doug had to purchase an entire row of airline seats so that he could lay across the seats during the flight. The first time I met an autonomic as the first time I met an autonomic expert, I cried. I had been sick for three years, and I spent two years contending that these problems existed. I was finally in a room full of people who understood. Still, it took him another 18 months to find what he was looking for, a medical ally. He found it in a professor at the University of Alabama, Dr. H. Cecil Coughlin, who saw that Doug was onto something. He wanted to work with me, says Doug. That was amazing. Together, the two tried Doug's proposed treatment. It was a new use for an old drug, and it halted my decline, but I remained very sick. After several adrenal scans turned up negative, Doug felt discouraged. Then, after a fourth scan, he received a phone call. It was Dr. Coughlin. We found it, he said. The diagnosis was bilateral adrenal medullary hyperplasia a condition that caused the inner regions of his adrenal glands to enlarge and produce too much adrenaline. The solution, they reasoned, was to remove the center of the adrenal gland to stop the overproduction of adrenaline. Only problem was no such surgery existed, and for good reason. The procedure was thought to be impossible. One of the surgeons described it as trying to cut the peanut butter out of a peanut butter sandwich and leave the bread, Doug says. So again, Doug began digging. He found that the surgery had been done on a cat in 1926, on dogs in 1940, and on a rat in 1980. But the problem was no contemporary scientist could explain how the surgery had been done. At last, he found an answer. It came in an article from 1923 written by Bernardo Jose, a Nobel Prize-winning physiologist. Husay described in detail the surgery he had performed on dogs. Even with that information, it took Doug another 18 months to assemble the medical team to do the surgery. In September 2010, Doug had the procedure. Recovery was slow and arduous. By this time, he'd been sick for 11 years. But in the coming months, he began to stand longer and walk further. Then, on Christmas Eve of 2010, he stepped out in the snow and walked to a midnight church service. Tears streamed down his face. It felt like a miracle, Doug says. One of my neighbors said to me, a miracle is only a miracle if you can't explain it. Well, after spending 11 years bedbound, I took a long-forgotten 90-year-old dog surgery and built a medical team to turn it into a modern human surgery. That took me from wheelchair to walking. That is the explanation, but to me it still sounds like a miracle. Doug Lindsay had the courage to persist in the face of seemingly impossible odds. He had the hope to keep going, no matter how many said it couldn't be done. He had the scientific rigor to persist in the experiment and the enduring faith to trust in a divinely guided outcome. In short, he made the impossible possible. What obstacles do you face in your life that require an application of courage, hope, science, and faith? Can you say, 
I am capable of making the impossible possible today. Thanks for listening. May your day be filled with love, laughter, and joy. Bye for now. Hi, this is Scott, producer for the Daily Inspirations podcast. We hope you're enjoying these stories, and if you'd like more inspiration in your life, visit MyDailyIAm.com. You can find weekend blog posts, sign up for our email update list, and you can let us know about an inspirational story you'd like us to cover. Or just say hi. We'd love to hear from you.